0: Hi, hello and welcome to today's podcast on yet another new and an interesting topic called as challenges in multi-cloud approach. So as we see the organization embarking on the cloud strategy, we do also observe that most of them prefer a multi-cloud approach. Why they do that there are multiple reasons but there are two primary reasons which i need to call out one is a technical one the other one is a business decision the technical reason is each of this public clouds which we see has its own strength so if i have to process a lot of numbers and uh, do a lot of data analysis specifically on uh, the ML area, out of the three primary uh, public clouds, Azure, AWS and GCP, uh, Google Cloud is much better. And if assume that I have my applications written at operating on the Microsoft stack, Azure has a more promising edge. And if I want to explore more and more on the serverless compute model, primarily AWS is the chief cloud which has better differentiating capability than the rest of the two. So each cloud comes with its own strength. So an organization may want to tap and operate on the strength of each of the clouds so this is a technical or a design consideration the main driver behind choosing a multi cloud approach is the cost so since each of this cloud came into existence at different point in time and the way they were trying to approach the market and capture the mind share is different now they have got into a mode of giving a deep discount and capturing the valid share. So assume that you are an organization, you have already got into the cloud that you are operating on, uh, say AWS. GCP might uh, try to give you a much more deeper discount, say 50% more discount than what you are getting in today. In such case, it is an irresistible offer. So you might prefer. To continue with your cloud strategy with AWS but all the new developments can happen on GCP so you might have more than one cloud in your portfolio so this these are some of the uh, I will say primary reasons why organization prefers to have a multi-cloud approach it makes sense and it is the right direction to pursue however as with every design option even here you have a set of unique challenges which you may not see in a pure play single cloud ecosystem so a multi cloud op- comes up with its own complexities own uh, challenges which in turn translate into opportunities for the startup ecosystem and for the developers so in today's podcast we are going to see some of those major challenges the uniqueness of these challenges is they don't operate in silos but rather they feed into one another uh, you may ask me how so probably as you listen to this podcast you will get a better clarity on how one challenge leads to the other so without much delay let's get into the challenges in multi-cloud environment. The very first challenge is a very interesting one. Specialization versus Speciality. So let me give you some perspective behind this so that you can understand that. A much better and a deeper way so assume that you are an organization and you have a strategy that you don't want to get locked in by any vendor including your cloud vendor. and now you want to develop your application in one of the clouds now we have just discussed that each cloud has its own strengths on some of the areas so now when you are developing an application, how do you want to go about it? Do you want to leverage those specialty features of the cloud? The obvious answer will be yes. But when you do it, it contradicts your strategy because you don't want to get locked into any particular cloud. That means that tomorrow, if you decide that you want to port your application from cloud A to cloud B, you should be able to do it seamlessly or at least with very, very minimal effort. But the moment you start leveraging the unique features of one cloud and you want to port the application to a different cloud, those features may not be available in the other cloud. So that means the porting effort will not be minimal, rather you have to do, in certain cases, you need to redo the entire architecture. If you don't redo that, then obviously the behavior of the system, once you have completed the porting, will be very different and evident to your end users, something which no architect or a business will desire. So contrary to it, if you want to make use of only those features which are available in every public cloud so that you stay true to your strategy, then in that case, the very purpose of going to multi-cloud gets defied because you want to operate on the strengths of each of the cloud. And here your design strategy says I am going to use only the minimalistic feature or in simple terms, the least common denominator, which is available in all the clouds. In that case, you are not truly harnessing the benefits of that particular cloud. So this is a very unique challenge, wherein your portability will have an impact. So you cannot freely move along from one cloud to the other, there are certain uh, uh, suggestions, or there are certain voices on the other end saying that, hey, that is where your containerization comes into picture, you should be able to do it. Uh, Yes, containerization helps. But when you are specifically leveraging some of the features of your cloud, that feature, if it is non-available or unavailable in a other cloud, you cannot really port the image as such. It doesn't really work in that way. So this is a unique challenge of standardization versus speciality. Do you want to build uh, along with a set of standardized components, great approach, but you may not be able to leverage the entire benefit of the cloud, or you go in for a speciality-based approach you get the fullest benefit of choosing that particular cloud. But you have to remember you are doing it at a trade-off of your liberty to port the application to your will. You can still do it, but it will require a lot of effort. So that is challenge number one. Challenge number two is the availability of toolkits. What I mean by that is everyone wants to have a predictability. I want to know approximately how much will be the invoice, which I'll be getting from my particular cloud vendor at the end of the month. I don't want to be in a surprise when each of the cloud vendors, they are doing it separately. But when I have a multi cloud approach, I want a unified dashboard, which will tell me what will be the forecasted cost. Or wherein my cost is getting un- in an uncontrolled way, where it is getting uh, drawn more, or which resource is consuming more cost across my cloud. Don't we have some tools? Third party tools are sprouting up, but they have not yet become a standard. Each of the tools comes with its own set of processes, and you need to go ahead and do a Lot of uh, you need to do a lot of evaluation uh, and the grading to see which tool suits your environment. This forecast is one simple example which I gave you. But in a multi-cloud approach, from the testing to the design to the data propagation, you have a different set of requirements for a unified dashboard across the cloud. And today you don't have a very time-tested set of tools, which will come in and uh, fill this vacuum, but probably I believe two or three years down the line, this vacuum will be bridged by this uh, startup ecosystems which are coming in with supplementary tools, even few of them have been acquired by the cloud providers. For example, Cloudin was recently acquired by Azure which does the exact same thing which i just told you it gives you a forecast across the different clouds though it is uh, part of azure you can still go ahead and log in to your different data peers, gcp account and say that this is how your cost will look like or your bill will look like at the end of the month but again this is a developing area this particular challenge leads into the other challenge, which is lack of expertise. As the cloud expertise is slowly evolving, when you go into a multi-cloud approach, you need people who are experienced in more than one cloud. Though it is not a rocket science, in today's world, it is a limitation. You don't have people who are freely available at multiple levels. this talent is a very niche talent whether it is designers architects testers who can do a multi cloud based project execution and implementation there are difficulties in scouting for such talents that is a greatest challenge which we have today along with it as we just said when you have different tools coming from different vendors, now you might also need to maintain a list of multi-vendors to support your multi-cloud approach. So the number of vendors increases, the skill set which you need goes up, the toolkits which you need goes up, and all this are not readily available in the form which, in which your organization wants to consume it. So there is a gap between the demand and the supply. That's a good news for those who are looking in for jobs. This is an area which you can actively tap in. So don't just get satisfied with one cloud certification. Go ahead and try to draw synergies and try to ace the other certifications as well. So, so far we have seen three major challenges. One is standardization versus speciality second one is the lack of toolkits the third one is the lack of expertise available now let's consider a very interesting challenge cost so you may choose Uh, a particular cloud saying that okay more cost effective so that means store all my data in this and that all the processing the compute part may be in the different cloud thereby i'm going to save a good amount of uh, my invoicing fine the approach looks good but we shouldn't see each of the challenges in silos but we should look the holistic picture say for example If you are operating under a compliance called ITR, ITR stands for International Traffic in Arms Regulation. Fundamentally, this uh, regulation says, if you have to be compliant with it, your data shouldn't be even accessible to a non-US citizen and it shouldn't be stored in any server outside the boundaries of US. This is one such compliance, right? very many compliances specific to each of the industries, HIPAA, GDPR, SOX, so on and so forth. So, this compliance now will restrict your ability to keep your data at whichever region you want in order to save costs, but rather your choices will be limited in terms of the servers wherein you can keep your data or even your application. So fundamentally it means the cost factor which you might have evaluated by seeing the rate card saying that okay in this particular region this cloud gives you a much much economical price will stand negated because your compliance will not even permit your application to be hosted there. If you still proceed that means that you are non-compliant which is a serious threat to your business. Similarly. Most of these clouds, or all these clouds, they will not charge you when the data is entering in. But when the data leaves, there is a huge cost. So Fundamentally, the same theory which I just said, you are going to put all your data in Cloud A and do your compute in Cloud B, each time this data has to travel out of Cloud A, And similarly, after processing, it has to travel out of cloud B to be saved again in cloud A. It means that you are going to incur a hidden cost of the data traveling out of the cloud. And the other factor which comes into picture here is, uh, though this design which I just said is a very poor design principle, basically you need to save your data closer to your compute. But in case if you still prefer to go by it, You also need to factor in the high speed uh, connectivity between your cloud A and cloud B, which has to be your internet so that your application performance doesn't dip down. And this cost, though it's not part of your individual cloud cost, but it becomes your overall cost for maintaining your application. So fundamentally. Uh, cost of the cloud is cannot be seen in silos it has to be ingrained with other principles so one is the compliance part so where all you can have and similarly if your organization is very very particular on accounting saying that i want to know how much each of this application is consuming and which application is consuming more uh, resources and thereby giving me a huge bill in a multi-cloud approach. Track it, it's not that simple because you might have some of the storages or your processing units in a different cloud, in a different region, at a different price. So to go uh, to track it back to every dollar which is being spent, it's going to be a nightmare. I will not say it is impossible, but do you require so much of effort in your accounting just because you are going to do a multi-cloud approach and tomorrow who knows if you change even a little bit or tweak your application, which normally happens in any fast-paced IT environment. All this calculation which you have done has to be uh, undone again and you have to redo it. So fundamentally, the cost aspect shouldn't be to in silos, as I just said, the data leaving the cloud, entering it again, the connectivity part, all those things also have to be factored in along with the compliance, which is a very, very important stuff. And similarly, scaling part. This again goes with some of your uh, other challenges, which I just mentioned a uh, few minutes back. So one of the prominent feature of any cloud is auto-scaling. But this becomes a little complicated in a multi-cloud approach. Say you have all your uh, presentation layer in a cloud A and your uh, database layer in a cloud B. Now, to do the auto-scaling, you cannot write a simple rule and say that this is how it has to be auto-scaled because they are two different clouds. So you need to have an auto-scaling rule in your presentation layer, as well as an auto-scaling rule in your database layer, and uh, so on and so forth. Ultimately, that's that this conversation cannot be unified and standardized. So that means it goes back to your previous challenge on lack of, or even one single application to perform coherently, uh, which is spanning over multiple cloud. You might need to maintain engineers or developers or vendors who are specialized in each of the cloud, thereby impacting your cost as well. Not only that, right, say the other aspect of the cloud is redundancy. So assume that you are very paranoid that something happens on cloud one, you want your cloud two. Which is another public cloud where you are maintaining your application to bounce back and start serving your customer. The wonderful strategy. But really, what happens is you need to maintain both applications in sync. There's a cost involved. And even though that type of eventuality may not happen so frequently or it may never happen, but you might have to have a very good robust test strategy to ensure your cloud 2 is in sync, it can bounce in a very short time and it can work as per your expectation. So for the, you, may, you need to maintain a test strategy, you might need to do at least one set of uh, complete testing uh, at least once in a quarter or if not once in a half a year to ensure that things are readily available as per your demand. So that means that the redundancy here doesn't come free of cost. It comes with a lot of overhead. So you need to even factor in those things. See by saying all this, I'm not trying to disregard the benefits of a multi-cloud, but what I'm just saying, multi-cloud comes with its own set of challenges, which are not uh, primarily available in your single cloud approach. Say, for example, the same redundancy If I am just going to do in Azure, I have a a forced failover testing, which can replicate whatever I need. But here I might have it in Azure, I have to, I might be maintaining a backup in AWS. And that means that I need to have a separate test plan, test strategy, everything, right? So we need to be cognizant of those challenges. few of the challenges may not even exist say two three years down the line if we have to redo this podcast because this is a constantly evolving field and this challenges in the right way you have to see These are the opportunities for the startup ecosystem this is where they can tap in build tools build products which can unify and solve and simplify these problems so these are the things which are existing today but I don't guarantee, I can't guarantee about them uh, five years down the line. But what I can definitely tell you is there will be a different set of challenges at that point in time. So uh, think about it and please share your feedback if you feel that I have missed out some point or you need more clarity or you have some best practices which you have learned on a similar environment. I will be glad to uh, hear it from you probably broadcast it to the audience as well. So until we meet again, thank you and uh, wish you a very happy weekend. Bye.